Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About It. This is Susan Johnson, and my co-host is off doing great things today. And But we have fabulous guests for us, very, very wonderful special guests. We have the superintendent of our schools, Tracy Youngberg. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Good evening. Thank you for having me. And the Board of Education Chairman, Lynn Ide. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, it's nice to be here, and it's nice to be here with the two of you. Thanks. Thank you. And so we have so many things to talk about, but let's start with a little bit of a review about, uh, Tracy, your background, how long you've been the superintendent, and uh, I know you're a softball star as well, <laughs> and Dennis always has me I mention know. that. He, he does always <laughs> mention that. So I'm closing in on four years as superintendent. I came to Wyndham as the assistant superintendent back in July of 2016, so almost seven years. Um, I have, my background is I was an elementary education major, taught fifth and sixth grade for 12 years, and then started to sort of climb my way up through administration until I ended up here in Wyndham. So well. I'm happy to be here. And, and Dennis is correct on the softball piece. <laughs> I actually visited Eastern Connecticut softball camp back when I was 15 years old. Um, so I was in Wyndham as a teenager. I have no idea that I'd end up here <laughs> where I am right now in my 50s. So. Well, wonderful. We're really glad that you're here, and we're very glad that you're a softball star as well. <laughs> yeah, that's really important. In the, in the whole scheme of things, I see how that could be important. <laughs> well, it certainly is. I mean, we always talk about one of Dennis's favorite things is the little league working with the kids uh, and before he did that he was uh, playing softball uh, ball himself uh, with legal services and I always uh, tell people I said you know you know what he was doing with legal services he was like they used to call him coach Zimmer mm -hmm. and uh, after every game he'd have a five-page memo for every, all the lawyers on how they moved, how they hit, what they did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they must have loved him for that. <laughs> That's how he got the name Zimmer. <laughs> well, I do think the, the sports thing is um, relevant in the sense that I mean, we do like to talk about running a, a, a school district as being a team sport. You really can't do it without um, an engaged team where everybody knows uh, how to play their positions and they all know how to work together. And I, I think... Uh, one of the most wonderful things about Dr. Youngberg is her approach to engaging um, the administrators and and the and the staff and the community. Well, and that it, was very nice. And that is exactly <laughs> right, Lynn. And uh, and we also have our chairman of the Board of Education, Lynn Iden. You served on so many different positions. Yes. Give us a little bit of background because you seem to know a lot about how team players are supposed to be. And that's one of the reasons you are the chair of the Board of Ed. And you've been the chair of so many other great uh, places and boards here in town. Well, it's been about 20 years since mm -hmm. I've started serving um, at the municipal level. And... I sort of joke and say I'm a little bit like Goldilocks. I've tried all the different boards you can be on. Um, and right now I'm on the Board of Ed, but I have also um, been the chair of the Board of Finance in town, uh, the president of the Wilmanic Taxing District, um, and um, on the uh, town council representing uh, Wilmantic, um, part of Wyndham. And also before that, I was drafted to be on the board of selectmen, um, and I and I came on the board of selectmen when uh, my friend Yolanda Negron had to step down for uh, health reasons, mm -hmm. and she uh, called me up and drafted me um, to get on to the the town council. I mean the board of selectmen, and sort of 
been doing it ever since. I feel like I'm sitting between two legends. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 um it's very rewarding and it is very interesting to learn about a town from the inside, you know, from working in sideboards and um, councils and things of that sort. Um, and this is a unique place. I, I was not raised here. I moved here in 1988. It's a unique place and very difficult to explain to other people, it is like very hard the to dynamics um, about how all the pieces fit together. Um, but it is a place with real heart, a community that people have real uh, ownership over, and uh, and it's it's a little bit of a quirky place, and and that's why I like it. It's it's small enough that you it's there are possibilities to do things. It's not like a big city. I have worked as a in my professional life in bigger cities like Bridgeport, New Haven, Hartford. And it is harder to get things done in a big place, in a, in a in a sort of small town with a city component to it. This is doable here, I do think. Wow, that's that's really a great description because I served on the council, uh, which was the board of selectmen then, uh, back uh, for three terms, and uh, but not two consecutive, and then one later, uh, and it really. Um, just serving in the town uh, council, uh, focusing on the Willimantic Service District, mm -hmm. as opposed to being on the uh, Board of Finance, serving the whole town, or the Board of Education, serving the whole town. It's a different perspective. Mm -hmm. But I, and I don't think that, and I think that the charter change may help some of that, because now uh, when people run and get the nomination, uh, at least a couple of uh, don't quote me on this. It's in the charter. People are town. <laughs> Some people are town. -wide. They're going to be running yeah. town wide. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. And so uh, that will give a different perspective and maybe help people understand both uh, both service districts. So that is that is something that's very very interesting. And when you get to the capital, you don't see anything like this. There's nobody else that has three police departments. I'm just saying, okay? <laughs> <laughs> nobody else. I mean, we have the university police, we have the Willimantic police, and we have the state police in the villages. And we have four fire departments, one paid and three volunteers. And thank you all for your amazing work, uh, whether you're uh, first responders, everybody. We have wonderful first responders, Absolutely. whether they're police or fire. It is, it is an interesting thing because... I remember uh, recently at the Board of Ed when we were talking about school safety. And you may want to talk about this, Tracy, how, how interesting it is because you have to deal with all these different places, um, yeah, departments. So the school safety piece, you know, mm -hmm. we obviously want to continue to improve on school safety and everyone hears the things that happen in the news that scare people, but we actually have some of our schools supported by the state police and some of our schools supported by the Willimantic Police Department, which is very unusual yes. um, to try to roll out, you know, uh, consistent protocols for how things are going to be handled when they don't handle them necessarily the same way and they tell you that they don't. Okay. Um, so it is a very interesting thing to try to explain to parents. <laughs> That is, and it's just one thing, uh, one interesting thing about Wyndham slash Willimantic. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of many. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I will say that it is interesting because um, on the board, for example, you know, we have people from uh, three different political parties. Um, 
and uh, we have a very cohesive board. Yes. And um, people are working for the good of the, the students and the district, and um, I think that has a lot to do with the steady hand and the leadership of the of Dr. Youngberg and the, and her administration, but also uh, like trying to build trust and understanding among all the different players so we can move the district forward. Because we have daunting, it's not a secret that we have daunting challenges in this district. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons that I have been uh, sitting on a, a state board of education, state, not the board, but on the uh, education committee in the legislature uh, ever since I've been in the legislature to try and make sure our education class sharing system is equal, equalized across the state to make sure that uh, all the things that I see here uh, are being addressed statewide because there, there are districts all over the state that have these issues. Uh, so whether it's uh, uh, students who have a home language that isn't English, mm -hmm. uh, that we have the highest percentage of here in this in this particular that district, uh, you know, this is this is one thing that really needs to be looked at. And the country itself, and the state itself, and I'm not just going to say Connecticut, but it is the whole country hasn't really done a great job with uh, multiple languages, and that is really something that you know we really need to look at. We need to have more people with more languages instead of fewer people. I know how it all happened, but I think it's time now if you want an international economy, you have to have more than one language. And it's also good for your brain. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely good for your brain. And you know, we've just celebrated our 30th anniversary of the Compañeros program, which is our dual language program where students actually come out um, literate in both English and Spanish, and I know Lynn had children that All went through the program. All three of my kids were in that program. So yep. um, it's an amazing program. We've also started back in 2018 the one-way dual language program called Dos Rios. Um, we believe deeply in dual language and, and um, would support anything that, you know, want you to continue that work. And by the way, just Wyndham Public Schools appreciates everything that you do. Oh, thank um, you. Your, your thank name you. is often, well, we'll just talk oh. to, you know, Let's just talk to Susan Johnson. She'll help us out. So it comes up a lot. We do appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you, and I know the hard work that you're doing. And uh, it's one of the things that I will continue to really be focused on, to make sure our school systems are treated very, very well, treated equally. Our state has, is getting better, much, uh -huh. much better. And uh, I'm going to be working at making it even better than it is now so <laughs> so we're very focused on that i don't know if you've driven by the high school lately but yes every day oh, not every day but almost every day and it looks wonderful and i'm i'm very excited about the progress of the development and i i have to give the council the Wyndham yes. uh, council credit for starting this and the and building committee the building committee and, and then going to the building committee absolutely don't want to just stop at the council <laughs> 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 but but yes this is a this is something that is wonderful, and I'm very thrilled. So right now, today, they actually opened the new front entrance to the high school, which is exciting. They're gonna, they're still working on all the pieces. We have some uh, increased uh, check-ins for our visitors that are going to be in place shortly, but the front entrance is open. And if you drive by now, you'll notice it looks very much like it's going to look when it's finished. It it, it, it does. It's, it's a starting, noticeable it's difference. If people through. haven't driven by, they yeah, should go Yeah, so they should come by. It. And absolutely, if anyone wants to come in for a tour, we can arrange those, you know, after hours. There are brand new classrooms and hallways and um, lockers and the whole building inside. Technology upgrades. Technology. It's just, it looks like a brand new space um, for the portions that are done and we're still working on the, on the other pieces. The Early Childhood Center is scheduled 
to move into their location within the high school in the summer of 2024, so a little over a year from now, so that's exciting. Um, I don't, and if you've been behind the high school, there's a brand new turf field and athletic uh, track, um, and you'll notice lots of large machinery because there's also you know hills of dirt where the baseball and softball fields will be eventually. Um, but it's really exciting, and, and um, you know we're very thankful to be in this position and, and hoping potentially for an elementary project mm -hmm. coming up soon. So. Okay, well that's very exciting. I'm glad to hear. I, I see it. I see it's, there's continuity across the front of the high school. Yes. It's very exciting to see that, and uh, see it looks very very nice. I really like the way they they you selected the uh, the visuals, and uh, of course I've been I've walked around the back, but I haven't really seen much because. You know, it's kind of like the, all the mountains of yes. There's dirt lots of construction going on. But my my what I've heard is the football field is in beautiful is a beautiful football field and it's in excellent condition. It's brand new, paid for by ESSER funds, which uh -huh. is mm -hmm. a, a nice way to invest the money to you know upgrade mm -hmm. our facilities mm -hmm. so that Wyndham can compete with other places. And people who don't know what ESSER funds that's money Thank that we got you. from the COVID uh, crisis. Right. So that's right. Elementary, elementary and secondary school relief funds. Um, I, I can tell you that on Friday, September 8th, I know it's a few months off uh, uh -huh. in, in the distance, but that's our first home football game, and we're planning a special event, so we're going to invite many people wonderful. to come to that, so you can mark your calendars All for the right. September 8th. That's going to be wonderful. Very yeah, nice. and, and you know, most importantly, I think that um, the upgrades at the high school, it's not that they just don't, it's not that they just look nice, but I think the the experience for the staff and the students who will be in the school is going to be um, uplifted, mm -hmm. um, and people will people will be getting to use upgraded technology and 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 sort of move our education at the high school into this century, which which it was sort of held back by being an old school with outdated um, components to it. There was no reflection on the teaching and the students. It just, you know, you can't do certain things if you don't have the resources um, uh, to, to meet the needs of the students. I mean, I will just say, you know, even just sort of the locker rooms and things like that were, were not in good shape. Mm -hmm. And it's really important for people who come visit our district to say, wow, this is a great school. I remember when the middle school was built yes. and my kids were in the middle school and visiting teams came to play and they were behind the school and they were saying, wow, this is a beautiful place. I didn't know uh, Wyndham had this right. kind of school here. So. Mm -hmm. so there's educational benefits for sure. There's also psychological benefits to being in a new facility and health benefits, right? It's a it's a new building, oh, new on. new air filtration, all those right. things. No mold or right. leaks or so, whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. a win-win across the board. So we're, re we're really happy about that. And a lot of things that are happening in the district right now are very positive, very optimistic. Um, our, our, the high school is like one example because the teachers and staff have sort of been living through the construction. It's a renovated new project, mm -hmm. so they move around as the construction teams take over. Um, but they've done an amazing job of being resilient and, um, you know, flexible. And our, even our um, sports teams that have had to relocate all of their trainings to off-site locations, we've actually had more kids come out for sports in this last year than they have historically. Wow. So they're still excited about the things we have to offer them, um, even under those circumstances. And mm -hmm. 
I know we always go down that path of athletics, but on the flip side, for the arts piece in um, Wyndham Public Schools, we just had our first uh, student arts expo um, at the end of March. We had an elementary version and a secondary version, and the students came out and performed. They sang, they danced, they played instruments, and it was really exciting to see sort of this focus on the arts. Um, which sort of balances out that the athletics that Wyndham has been historically known mm -hmm. for for a really long time is having really strong athletic programs. To me, the arts and the athletics are just that way of getting kids engaged in, you know, you want to come to the school, now yeah. we got to sit you down and get you the academic piece that you need. Mm -hmm. um, so it's all part of what, what we offer at Wyndham Public Schools. So it's very exciting. To it is it very exciting, out. and it also goes to, uh, I think, the, how you develop, right? If you have arts, you have access to arts, and you might be able to, you know, pick up on some talent that you have or sure. with respect to sports or both. I mean, these are things that help the students with their development, help them figure out their interests as mm -hmm. they move through yeah. their academic, uh, you know, performances. It's really uh, something that helps them socialize as well, which is a big, big, big issue. I think one of the problems in society that we had, especially I'm sure you're aware of during the pandemic, was the isolation aspect. Yeah. And uh, that really limits the socialization and the learned experiences people get from socialization. So having them isolated uh, and then coming out of that is also having the arts, that sense of community, and then also the, with the with the sports. Both of those things will help uh, relieve some of that, some of yeah. the difficulties that you see with isolation. Right. We also, as a district, have been recognized for some of the initiatives that we've that we've taken and. And I, uh, perhaps, uh, Dr. Youngberg, you'd like to share with the listeners, um, you know, what we've been, you know, highlighted at the state level um, for. Sure. So one thing we've been highlighted at the state level is we've done a big recruit, big recruitment initiative because we're in the midst of a teacher shortage. Um, and we've actually recruited a number of teachers from Spain uh, this year, and we're recruiting from other countries moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, so they're Spanish-speaking, and they support our dual-language programs um, but the state recognized us as being a place that was being innovative in a time where there's, you know, a teacher shortage. Um, I know we were, I know, I'm like, I know the CAPS conference, we went for the mm -hmm. J-1 visas, mm -hmm. and it's escaping me now, the second reason. Oh, for the summer school. Thank you very much. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> Thank you. That's yeah, fine. so we are creatively yeah. recruiting teachers. In fact, we just heard a report this week at our board meeting about a trip down to Puerto Rico, yes. which is not out of the country. I mean, those are U.S. citizens living in Puerto Rico, but it is a, a real pool of people who would be good teachers here in yes. our district, given the cultural um, and yep. uh, you know pr prevalence of uh, mm -hmm. Latinx population here. Um, but but the summer yes, program the summer is program. really Thank you for amazing. Being my memory there, I appreciate that very much. Um, we used our ESSER funds, um, those COVID funds, to provide an expanded summer school opportunity. Um, this this may be the final year if we can't figure out how to fund it moving forward. But it's an expanded opportunity in that we've invited hundreds and hundreds of more children than, than we were able to afford prior to. Um, it's a project based. Uh, summer school so the kids actually are engaged in these really fun activities and they present their projects at the end of summer school um, we have a k-5 to component and a six through eight component um, and we also have as usual our credit recovery that the high school students um, 
can take advantage of. We'd like them to get their credits during the school year, though I just want to say that. We don't want them to wait till summer. Everyone <laughs> listening to me, my high school my high school kiddos, do your credits during the school year, not in the summertime, but they do have that option. Um, and we run an um, extended school year program for our special education students. But we've really ramped up summer school as a key initiative in getting kids continually engaged in their learning during the summer months and then ready for school when they pop in pop back to us at the end of August. Right, and you should share how many students. I think it's like 500 we, students that have enrolled. Yes, uh, right now we have a registration of 500 K-5 to students have, mm -hmm. have registered. We think we have the staff to cover all of those kiddos if they show up. Um, it's a very exciting. Um, it, to me, it's one of those opportunities for kids to be doing, you know, fun, engaging kinds of activities. Um, and to be in a safe and, yes. environment over the summer. Um, so it's four know. full days, Monday through Thursday, and then Friday is an early day, a half day, for them to go and be kids <laughs> in the summertime. So it's exciting. Well, that's wonderful. That's one of the things that we I learned when I was on when I, my first uh, few experiences on the education committee is that that break in the summer can really cause uh, students to lose lose time the summer and lose, slide. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And so this is this is a fabulous thing. Plus, again, it's a uh, it's getting around with your buds and, and uh, yeah. doing things that are really and I'm sure really it helps important. working parents. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Who might not know what to do yeah. with their? I mean, might not have the resources. That's to send right. Their child to a camp or things of that sort. Yeah, it gives them a real organized opportunity mm -hmm. to learn and to socialize, which is just, I think that that's just just a great way to. Uh, and we to built the program summer. as if it were. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you, no, I'm you're sorry. fine. We built it as if it were a regular school day, so the kids yeah. have art, music, phys ed. They have all the things that they mm -hmm. would normally have during a school day, mm -hmm. during the summer. So. Mm -hmm. Good place mm -hmm. to send your kids. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I hope we can figure out a way to, to maintain that because, uh, you know, what you mentioned earlier, Susan, with so many young people in our nation struggling with uh, ment social, emotional health, uh, mental health, mm -hmm. and um, being in a safe environment where they're getting food and, 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 and care. Um, mm -hmm. It just seems a shame to have that go away for the 500 or so children that are taking advantage of it yeah. now. And others, other places doing this? Uh, there, there are a few other districts across the state that have mm -hmm. come up with similar ideas, not exactly like ours, but mm -hmm. they were also mm -hmm. brought into the CAPS conference to share their ideas. So, mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that we can do is we can spend a little bit of time over the summer to see what kind of a plan we can do for maybe next the next cycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're proposing to get the full funding, uh, and so far the bills for the full funding for our um, education cost-sharing grants are uh, moving through the budget process. So it has been, it's voted out of appropriations. There's still more things to do with it, and uh, there are things in there that I'd like to see. Uh, but uh, So that brings me over to some of the work that you were talking about with respect to special education, special needs students. Mm -hmm. uh, I know we have a larger percentage of students with special needs than, say, some other districts, and that is another issue that I think that we should all be working on. Uh, yes, um, and that's one of the things that we talk about at budget time, about how difficult it is to actually project um, or predict what we might spend in special ed costs um, because we do have a higher... Um, population of students with special needs um, and we also have a bit of a transient population in that they move in and out of our of our town or city well, there's um, a lot of rental housing yes. in town so people are not staying 
necessarily through the full cycle. Correct. And and when they move into town, we pick them up and we have to run with what their IEP says. Mm -hmm. um, and so it is a very costly thing. And we appreciate everything you're doing at the state to try to get those reimbursement <laughs> rates where they need to be. Well, there is a, there is a sliding scale for yeah. it this, uh, this cycle. Yes, uh, we, so we learned about it today. Yes. Well, we knew about it, but we were talking about it today in our <laughs> meeting with the commissioner. And so, yes, I am. I'm very pleased. I've been honking that horn for a while. And uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, we need to organize all the school districts for the special ed because while we may have a higher percentage, uh, there isn't a school district in the state. That, that doesn't deal with it, that's, right? That's you, correct. You got that right. And that is absolutely the truth. So I think we're about ready to go to... Um, a to hear a listen from our sponsors. This is Susan Johnson, and I'm here with our very, very special guest this evening, Tracy Youngberg, the superintendent of schools, and also Lynn Ide, who is the chair of the Board of Education here in Wyndham. And we will be right back with more exciting information about <laughs> Wyndham Public Schools right after these messages. Back, everyone. This is Susan Johnson. I'm here with our very special guest this evening, Tracy Youngbird, who is the superintendent of Wyndham Public Schools, and Lynn Ide, who is the chairman of the Board of Education of the Wyndham Public School System. Uh, thank you both so much for being here. And Lynn, you have some special announcements to make. Um, I just wanted to make sure that people in the community who were interested in supporting our graduating senior class at the high school um, project graduation is a wonderful endeavor that is um, done every year by volunteers in the community, many of whom are parents of students um, who are graduating from Wyndham High or have graduated from Wyndham High or will be graduating from Wyndham High. Mm -hmm. And um, people want to make sure that the students have a safe opportunity that evening. And so project graduation raises funds to have a safe overnight activity the night of the graduation for the seniors. And um, they're going to be holding a, a show, a comedy show, with three comic uh, performers um, on April 28th at the Elks Club at 8 p.m. And um, tickets are on sale. And if people are interested, they can contact Susan Collins. And her phone number is 860-230-7277. Seven two seven seven. That's eight six zero two three zero seven two seven seven. If you'd like to get tickets, um, you can go on social media too and 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 look at Project Graduation. Um, it's pretty much all over the local um, social media feeds. Great. Thank you so much for that, Lynn. And that's such an important thing. And it's another way our students get to socialize. And it's a great project. And not every school does this uh, sort of thing. But it's wonderful to keep the students safe and let them socialize and have a good time to celebrate all the work that they did to graduate Absolutely. from high school, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And yeah, so, so thank you, So while folks Lynn. are marking down their calendar for the comic, the yeah. comedian show, they can also mark their calendars for Tuesday, May 9th, which is our referendum mm -hmm. for the Board of oh. Education's budget. So um, I don't know, Lynn, if you want to jump in. Yeah, or well, the to town it? and Board of Ed budget, and I'll let Tracy talk about mm -hmm. it, but the vote, the polling places are the usual polling places in town that day on Tuesday, May 9th, and the polls are open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. that day, and we're urging uh, Wyndham residents to get out and vote and support the town and the, and the Board of Ed budget. Sure. So the Board of Education budget has moved forward through the Board of Finance at a 2.575% increase, 
which is actually, it's an increase, and I know people aren't always happy about that, but I want to remind everyone listening that we had two years in a row of 0% increases because we've been so reliant on the additional funds that came through uh, after COVID or during COVID. Um, so the increase 2.575 has is moving forward, um, and all of that increase is really associated with the fact that everything costs more right now. Yeah. We have increased health care costs, special education tuition, tuition costs us more, utilities cost more, gas for the buses and our transportation contract costs more. Um, we also have an interesting uh, issue with having to s- contract services for certain positions that we're required to use, like school psychologists are really difficult to find. Um, we're unable to hire them, but we must have them to do the work that the IEPs require. So we're actually finding that some of the service contracts cost us more than actually hiring employees, and it's unavoidable because there's a shortage. Um, And we've also done a really good job in the last couple years of offering more competitive salaries to our staff. Um, And that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It helps with retention and recruitment, um, but it does cost more because we're paying them more. So for all those reasons, we are looking for the increases I mentioned, and we're hoping that people see it as an investment in the community. Um, The school system really is in the process of sort of transforming itself. Um, This year, our, our sort of our tagline has been next chapter. We're rewriting the next chapter when in public schools. Um, and so we need the community support to do that, and passing the budget is one way they can absolutely support our students and staff. Yeah, and uh, I will just say that uh, if anybody wants to check out the Board of Ed budget, they can go to the Wyndham Public Schools website and find the budget there. Yes, it's under the Board tab. It'll say Finance Information, and the entire budget book is present tagged there. So, And if people do have questions... Um, or they'd like to talk about things. Uh, there ha- there, that public hearing on, on the budget st- happened this past Tuesday up at Town Hall. But if people would like to contact the superintendent or me as the chair, Lynn Ide as the chair of the Board of Ed, um, we're happy to field questions from Absolutely. Folks. They can email, they can call. Um, and, and we're really proud of the work that the Board of Education has done with the Board of Finance in support of students. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a, a, it's a team sport. Absolutely, <laughs> the, bo- the board of effort. the Board of Finance has been really yes. uh, communicative with us, and um, actually, we've had two or three discussions and then regular check-ins throughout the year. But two or three discussions in the past month. Um, just sort of building up to when we presented the budget to them. Uh, And we've had good back and forth where we've encouraged um, members of the Board of Finance to ask questions. And um, we, uh, you know, wish that health care costs were not going up so much. That was one of the biggest drivers of of budget increases at the town and the and the Board of Ed level, but I'm not here to talk about health care tonight. To talk no, and, and we're going to have to have a Lynn back, and yeah. Lynn and I will uh, do a yeah. job on the health care system. <laughs> I know we can do it, uh, especially Lynn. But anyway, I uh, I think that, that that's wonderful work. Uh, talk, tell us a little bit about some of the progress, progress that you've made. I know one thing that I'd like to raise is the um, is our magnet school, our STEM magnet school. I uh, really uh, got an award last year, and I don't think we had a chance to celebrate with you the fact that it had been recognized mm. as on a national level yes. as being one of the greatest uh, magnet schools for STEM. That would be science and technology, engineering, and math. Uh, so uh, tell us about that. Sure. 
So we're proud of all our all of our schools. Of course, but yes. C H Barrow STEM Academy was actually recognized. Uh, they received an award that said they had excellence in STEM education from the International Technology and Engineering Association. It's a mouthful, um, but they actually flew out. Uh, I believe it was Minneapolis. A small team went to accept the award. Um, we're very proud of the work that they've been doing at Barrows. Um, and some of the lessons we've learned about STEM education are being sort of spread throughout the district. Um, that whole idea that, you know, we learn from each other. Um, they use, for example, an inquiry method to get kids to really think about, um, to get kids engaged in the learning and think about how they might move forward in, in projects that they're tackling or tasks that they're doing. And we're trying to make sure that that inquiry method is going to be used in all of our other schools because, you know, all of our kids have to be thinking about their work the same way. So really proud of Barrows. Yeah, absolutely. And that just brings me to the next idea that we've been working on. I'm not sure quite where we are now, but early college opportunity and working with the community colleges and the universities. Tell us a little bit about how we're doing there. So we are, we have maintained all the things. Last time I was on the show, we were talking all about the connections we have at the community college level, at the four-year college level. Um, we actually have also increased the amount of community connections um, and opportunities for, mm -hmm. for jobs. In fact, the high school just, ha just had a Wyndham Hospital uh, job fair yesterday. Um, and it wasn't just healthcare positions, although that is one of our, our, our pathways at the high school. Yeah. It was all types of, of employment that the hospital might need. So you, if you were interested in food services, for example, or culinary arts, there was a table there from the hospital's food service side. Um, which is really, really, you know, engaging for our kids. Um, we have definitely, we continue to offer our dual enrollment. Students are encouraged to take credits. Um, you know, we have UConn, we have Eastern. Um, we are, you know, excited about QVCC uh, moving back in. Um, so we, we have expanded our partnerships and maintained all the partnerships that were in place prior to, you know, me taking over. Um, I really keep talking to my leaders about this idea about developing marketable skills in our students. I want every student to be prepared to go, you know, to be successful in college, career, and life, like our mission says. But um, it, it's deeper. I, they may think that they don't want to go to college right away, and that's their right to make that decision. But I want them to be prepared to do that because they might realize one day, I want to go to college. Um, so the expectation is that they develop the adaptive and the technical skills, that they can do anything that they want, and let, let's help them choose that pathway. Um, and sometimes it's hard to... You know, I, sometimes it's hard to argue. We have some students coming out of our manufacturing pathway, for example, who go off to Electric Boat, which, by the way, 17 of our students um, just applied for, for jobs at Electric Boat. Electric Boat came to see us, I want to say, a week or two ago, and we have 17 students who are waiting to hear if they got jobs. And these are high-paying, competitive jobs in the manufacturing field. Mm -hmm. And um, in, in some cases, these, these students who are going to get these jobs could be making more money than many positions that come out of college with a college degree. So it's really about marketable skills and about making sure the students figure out what it is they want to do and, make, and they have the skills to do it and, you know, sort of make their dreams come true along the way. Well, you know, technology is something that is high, high skill. I mean, it does require a great deal of uh, academic uh, uh, preparation. And uh, and if they're, you know, we've got 17 students ready to go from high school. Yeah, that's that's fabulous. Ahead. And we've got our connections with our community college, with our university systems. I mean, that's, that's amazing work, and it's something that we need to constantly mm -hmm. let people know about. It's wonderful for the students. And on the same day as the town referendum, I just realized May 9th is also Decision Day. Wyndham High School has decided to do Decision Day this year, where all the senior class is going over to Eastern 
um, Connecticut State University, and there are some kids who have decided that that's their place. They're going to Eastern uh, for their, you know, for their college years, which is great. Um, but all the students are going to declare. I think almost all of them have made their decisions. There's a few that are still, we're still waiting to hear, but they're, they're going to have this official decision day, and we're going to learn where they all plan to be, whether that be college, career, military, whatever their dreams are post-secondary. So it's exciting. May 9th, Eastern Connecticut State University. I believe it's 12 to 2. Wonderful. That's great. That's another thing for the calendar, folks. That's right. Mark these things down. and <laughs> Go it's there a... after you vote. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> Absolutely. We can remind everybody who shows up at the decision That's day right. uh, who's eligible to vote to go vote after they leave right. too. Some of the high school kids might be eligible to vote. We'll make sure we <laughs> Yes <laughs> indeed. Parents, That's right. Other yeah, people absolutely. Show up. Yes, I mean they will be 18 and then they can vote. So absolutely. this is a this is a wonderful thing and it's uh, something to give great consideration to. Some of them might just be turning 18. Uh, and able to vote on the budget, so and they can help, you know, help their siblings and their friends mm -hmm. who are in younger grades, maybe, uh, you know, even expand our opportunities here in Wyndham. But those are the kinds of, uh, you know, opportunities that I, I love to hear about. Tell us some more about you were going to do elementary education. Oh, yes, well, that's that's the mm -hmm. you know we're we're in the midst of uh, of wrapping up the high school uh, project. But we're not resting on our laurels. Mm -hmm. um, we've been talking with uh, town leaders um, about uh, moving forward on uh, getting the best school possible for our elementary school age children. Mm -hmm. We have um, four elementary schools in town that are um, aging, and, and one of which is very old. And they are town old buildings town-owned buildings, and they are not up to date with the latest um, technologies, nor are they set up in a way to teach the way that uh, students really can benefit the most from. So we are endeavoring um, to uh, build one new or two new um, on, you know, one one new elementary school for grades um, kindergarten through four um, for the town of, of Wyndham, for all the students in our town who aren't at uh, Barrows um, STEM Academy um, to go to, uh, to one school or two schools. We're thinking also maybe of doing one school dedicated just to dual language rather than, um, than renovating North Wyndham uh, school. So we're we're starting to have discussions about that, and I'll let Tracy talk a little bit about why. Sure. So mm -hmm. um, enrollment in town, we have declining enrollment. At the same time as Lynn mentioned, we have these aging buildings, and the cost of operating schools continues to go up. So right. it's the perfect opportunity for us to consider whether or not now's the time to build. I personally think it is. I think, as I mentioned earlier, there's a psychological edge to being in a new building. Um, it does something to the people there. We watched it happen at Barrows, um, and we're watching it happen at the high school as well. Um, and we're right now in the beginning stages of having those discussions about where that building might be located. Um, and like Lynn said, whether it will be one large elementary school, two buildings, um, it's really important that we consider um, how we're going to keep this building running. And so the access to town water and sewer is really important. Um, North Wyndham is a beautiful elementary school, but it 
has some issues at being out in the Wyndhams in terms of access the the water, the wells, and the mm. the, the leach septic field. And the and septic. Yeah, there's a whole lot of things happening out there um, that we would continue to have to deal with, and the town would continue to have to deal with if we were to do that. And there were some concerns about if we were to renovate one building and build another building, that that wouldn't be equitable. And we want our dual language program and our unilingual program to be looked at in the same way. So um, we are really excited about the opportunity to even have the conversation. I had pr proposed to the board, um, I guess it was around COVID time, about how we might restructure the district. But at the time of my proposal, I never imagined that the town might be on board to this idea of building new. Um, I think it's a, it's a great idea. And I'm hoping that you know <laughs> these discussions end up, take us to the next level and we actually start Right. I mean, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons to do this is equity. Yes. Um, we do have different perceived, people in the community have different perceived ideas about the different schools. Um, we have uh, people in the community who would prefer to have their child in one school or the other. Um, but if we had one brand new, beautiful school, we could have all the second grade teachers in the same building working together on second grade learning, yeah. second grade programs. We could have all the second and third grade teachers working together on the interface between second grade right. going into third grade. There's just so much more possibility to up the level of uh, learning and um, use of resources yes. if we're all in one building together. And um, the use of resources and the professional development piece yes. is really huge. Um, being able to have, like Lynn was saying, an entire grade level, your entire towns, all of your grade levels are together versus being in multiple schools. Is There's such a benefit to having them all in the same room at the same time, hearing the same message uh, and running with the same messages back to their classrooms. Um, the, the, the piece about equity is really important. We still, we still often get um, parents filling out forms to ask to have their children moved from one elementary school to another. Um, this would eliminate that whole idea that one school might be better than another school because obviously all of our kids deserve to have the best mm -hmm. education we can offer them. And this consolidation could also open up some opportunities for us to offer things at the elementary level that we currently can't afford to offer. So it's an opportunity to really expand what elementary school looks like for our kiddos at the same time making it equitable across the district. And over time, uh, it could save the taxpayers in the town money Yes. in uh, the operating of uh, one building rather than four, and also in the upkeep of four buildings. Absolutely. Because we are putting off, now that we've started talking about this, we're trying to figure out what kind of uh, improvements we want to make in the physical buildings um, if they might not be being used by the school district for the long term. Those are town buildings. Ultimately, if we stopped using Natchog or we stopped using Sweeney or Wyndham Center or North Wyndham, those buildings revert to the town and they make the decisions about what to do with the buildings. Um, uh, we might have some ideas, right. mm -hmm. but um, we're really excited about this. Um, we've been talking with the town manager, the mayor, the chair of the board of um, finance. We've been talking about this with our state legislators yes. and, and, <laughs> we'll and, and we and we do we do know that like from a dollar point of view yes. um we could be in better shape building a new school 
um, financially than trying to raise money from taxpayers to do uh, multiple roof projects and multiple yes. renovation projects. Yeah, I was just thinking roof, 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 exactly. four roofs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not just the roofs. We can oh, get I you know. a list of the things that have to be done in oh, some I, of the elementary I think I get it. Yeah. HVAC yes, and, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and all the other things that you want to make sure you can do, plus the technology aspect. Yes. To mm -hmm. get the little ones in with the right technology right away, mm -hmm. that's going to be huge. So there's so many advantages to having one place. This isn't that big of a town where right. the rides will be that big or yeah. difficult for the students either and uh, so absolutely I, I know I've heard some talk from you uh, about mm -hmm. these things and I'm looking forward to uh, working with you and as we uh, as we we just have a little bit of time left so what do we leave out what should we be talking about uh, the Board of Education budget we, we touched on a little bit yeah. and there is a little bit of an increase which will help with uh, bring everybody forward and uh, you know, we're working on at the Capitol, making sure we uh, equalize our educational cost-sharing grant so more money should be coming to the district from our ECS. And we're also making sure that we continue to uh, make, we get the 95% reimbursement for the high school, so mm -hmm. which has uh, saved about $17 million. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> $17 million saved for local taxpayers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's so a big we're deal. really, so finish up with some so, little remarks. Of okay. I just wanted to say that one of the things that Winnipeg Public Schools has been focused on all year long is our um, commitment to engaging the parents in a way that maybe we haven't in the past, really getting them to partner with us. Uh, on their child's educational journey. So we have a parent advisory group now. If there's anyone out there listening who would like to be a part of that, please call my office. Looking for representation from all of our schools and even town and community members are welcome. Um, we also are working really hard at all of our schools to improve our chronic absenteeism rates, our attendance rates. Mm -hmm. They haven't bounced back the way they were pre-COVID, but mm. we're definitely moving in the right direction and we know parents can help us do that. So it really is a partnership and we appreciate you letting us <laughs> talk all about the schools today. I really appreciate being here. Yeah, thank you. Lynn? No, I, I don't really have much to add, except that we're happy to come back anytime. anytime. Well, we're yes, happy. As this <laughs> elementary school thing unfolds, we might want to come back and because we're going to be wanting to engage the community yes. on that. Absolutely. I can't thank both of you and all the people who help you on the Board of Ed and all the staff members that work with you, Tracy, and the parents who get together and work uh, to make sure the kids are in sports and arts and doing all these other things. So thank you both for being on the show, and thank you both for your great, amazing work. This is Susan Johnson, and uh, tune in next week for another great show. Have a great week.